For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and as always... I am joined by the All-Pro, the interception leader, the Detroit Lions center fielder, half fielder, quarter fielder, third fielder, whatever you needed him to do, (laughs) Glover Quinn had you covered. Oh, yeah. What's up, man? Not too much, just... You know, digesting the schedule that was released and uh, taking in some news around the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, schedule release time was always always fun. You know, it's always fun for you to see you know your preseason opponents, which they've cut those games down considerably, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, then seeing your schedule, seeing how you start the season off, who you got where you get to go, or you kind of already know the, the, the cities that you're going to and the teams that are coming to you if you pay attention to that stuff. But, um, you know, it's kind of good to just see, you know, your Thanksgiving Day games, your, your your holiday schedules. You know, I know when I used to get the schedule, the first thing I'm looking at is who do we open with? Who do we close with? How many cold games do we have? Well, potentially cold games. Yeah. And, you know, what's the holiday schedule look like? That was, you know, when's the bye week? Um, Outside of that, that was that was about it for me. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to our website or use your mobile device today and sign up using our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's promo code BLEAV. Bet online where the game. Was there ever any seasons where you felt the NFL shafted you with the schedule, or was it usually? You get some ups, you get some downs, you take your lumps. I mean, you could. I mean, I think that's normal. You get your ups, you get your downs, you take your take your lumps. I think you know the people that get shafted, in a, in a in a sense of things, are always the good teams for the most part. Mm. And you say you get shafted because you may go from, you know, a Monday night game, you know, then you might come back to a Sunday night game, and then you may come back to you know, a, a Sunday game and then a Thursday game because they're trying to get you on national TV or they're trying to get you in different primetime spots, you know, different things like that. You get to the end, the next thing you know, games get flexed. That's all good things. That's because you're probably playing well and, you know, you've earned national TV games. I remember my first year in Detroit, I think, you know, most of our games were, you know, one o'clock games Eastern time, you know. Uh, I think, you know, we have the Thanksgiving game that, you know, you always have that game. And then I think we had one um, Monday night game. We play, I think we played the uh, the Giants late in the season on Monday night in 2013. No, we might have had two because I think Justin Tucker hit the 61-yard field goal on us uh, one game and then 
I thought we played the no, we didn't play the Giants late on Monday night. We just played the Giants and they beat us. It wasn't a Monday night game though. We opened up 2014 with the Monday night game against the Giants. It was it was a Monday night game against the Ravens, and then it was the Thanksgiving Day game. Those were the only two national TV games that we had. So then we come back in 2014 and we opened up with you know the they we had Coach Caldwell, we had a new coach. So we opened up with the Giants on Monday night. And that was a big time game. And we won that when we had the we had the Thanksgiving Day game. And, you know, we may have had another Thursday night game or I don't remember many other national TV games that year. But we went like 10 and six. We made the playoffs, you know, had a big game against Green Bay at the the last game of the season. So we come back the next year. I think we had like five Monday night games. And they had like five, five or six Monday night games. And, uh, you know, when you're playing well, they're trying to put you on TV. Sometimes you get get the short end of the stick, but that's what you want. You know, you, you, I don't think I ever had a time where we were, you know, three weight, three road games in a row or, you know what I'm saying, anything like that. So, um, for the most part, I will say when I was in Houston, matter of fact, uh, would have been, I guess, my uh, my last year in Houston. We played Jacksonville on a Sunday, and then we traveled to Detroit for Thanksgiving on a Thursday. That was probably the toughest. That was probably one of the toughest things because you know you get that month that Sunday game, but to get there for that Thursday game, you know you're leaving Wednesday, so you really get Monday to try to recover. Tuesday walk through, and you're back on the plane headed to uh, to the next game, and we had happened to. We went into overtime with the Jacksonville Jaguars on that on that Sunday and won at the end of the game. Andre Johnson caught a pass and took it probably about 30, 40 yards to win. And then we go to Detroit and that Thanksgiving Day game, we go to overtime again. That was the Justin Forsett, Jim Swartz challenge flag game on the on the down, not down, touchdown run. And we actually ended up coming back, tying the game up because the, the Lions came out, jumped on us pretty good. We ended up fighting back, tying the game up, took that game into overtime and won that game at the end of overtime. So we played almost, you know, 11 quarters, if not more, like almost 11 quarters in four days. Whew. Yeah. Well, not 11. Well, we played the four, the two four quarters and then, you know, uh, almost a full halftime period against Jacksonville and almost a full halftime period against the Lions. So that was a, that was a tough four day stretch. I will say that. That's got to be absolutely exhausting. And is it worth it for the Thanksgiving day game? Or is it one of those we'd rather not have the the spotlight on us if it's going to be that quick of a turnaround? You know what? It worked out for us. We won. So, and we won both of those games. So we was able to get two wins in a short period of time. But I will say this right here: the, the Thanksgiving Day games really are only fun for the for the home teams. It's not very it's not very fun for the away team because I mean it's Thanksgiving. So you know even you know even if you play the eleven thirty game against Detroit, the game's not going to be over with till two thirty. You know, and the next thing you know, by the time you can get dressed, get to the airport, get out, this and this and that. You're gonna be four thirty, five o'clock leaving Detroit because it's gonna take you an hour, hour fifteen to get cleaned up and get media and packed and all that stuff after the game. So you're not leaving the facility until you know four, probably at the earliest. Then you drive to the airport, get on the plane, go through security, all that stuff. So you're not getting out of Detroit before five, five fifteen. And then, you know, depending on where you got to fly to or where you got to go, you're not getting home till, you know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So Thanksgiving is the actual day is is gone for the most part. Um, but generally you have the, the rest of the weekend off. So you generally get that Friday off. You can enjoy some time with your family. You get the Saturday off, enjoy the weekends. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, have some Thanksgiving festivities and not have to worry about playing on Sunday because you've already played. So that's one of the perks, but it's, it's really cool 
for the Detroit Lions because they start out with the parade. It's a big thing in, in the city. And then, you know, you get to play early, you know, 1130 game, you're done, 230. So your family can come up, go to the game, and then you can get done and go home and enjoy Thanksgiving dinner and watch all the other games on. So that's uh that was that was one of the cool things about, you know, playing for the Lions and playing on Thanksgiving every every year is we always had the early game. So that was that was always pretty cool. And they will continue to have the early game, but we'll get to that later. We're going to be taking it game by game through the schedule. We'll kind of summarize the preseason real quick, just because I know the players kind of want to get rid of it. They want it shortened. The fans want it shortened. So Falcons, Colts, Steelers. Those are the three teams that the Lions will face in the preseason. Any big thoughts there or just let's get to the season? You know what? I, I, I don't ever want to be one of those guys to, you know, to discount the or discredit the preseason. You know what I'm saying? I think it's I think it's beneficial for for veteran players to get out there and get a couple reps, get your get your feet wet, gotta kind of get a feel for the season and and just playing again. Um I know a lot of vets don't like playing in the preseason, but I never mind getting a couple couple reps in, getting a, you know what I'm saying, getting out there and just getting getting back wet again, you know what I'm saying, getting your pads dirty a little bit, you know, getting some some full speed tackling and things like that, because a lot of times you don't get a lot of full speed tackling, you know, in practice. Um, some teams do, some teams don't. Um, but, you know, then there's there's plenty of young guys that need those reps that you are dependent on to help you out during the season some way, either a defensive, offensive guy, special teams guy. You're, you're counting on them to play a decent role for you throughout the season. So getting those guys as many reps as you can so that they can be prepared and ready to go in the preseason you know, I don't ever want to dis- discount that. And then also you have some guys who are out there fighting for their lives, man. They're fighting for jobs and getting to play preseason games, put, you know, film out there showing that they can play in this league, whether it be for the team that they're on currently or, you know, they get released, but they get picked up by another team. I don't ever want to discredit that portion of it, even though, like I said, I, I never was really in that situation. But there's a lot of guys who are in that situation. And so I don't ever feel like, you know, they should take the preseason away because that just takes opportunities away, you know, for those guys who who need that. And so, you know, the coaches do a pretty good job of hopefully playing guys, you know, in the preseason, saving guys, getting them ready to go. But that's really a good time for the young guys to get some more reps and, and give guys an opportunity to make the team. So. I can't discredit the preseason. So I think I think the Falcons, you know, be good for, for those guys to open up with. Um, new quarterback, you know, get Matt Ryan out of there. So, But then they'll see Matt Ryan, you know, with the Colts. And that's the second preseason game, which a lot of teams probably use it as like kind of like the third preseason game where they'll play their guys probably a little more. Um, so they get a good good test against Matt Ryan and, and the Colts defense out there. And then finish up, look like with the Steelers. Yeah. You know, starters may play, may not play. I don't know. But Steelers look different. You know, new quarterback out there as well. So, um, I don't think they have anything too tough to worry about in the preseason. A um, couple solid teams that, um, you know, like they got two away games in the preseason. I don't know if they'll practice with one of those teams either. Um, I know we practiced with Pittsburgh one year and we practiced with the Colts one year. So I don't know if they'll do that this year, but it's um it's a solid preseason schedule. I say that. How do the players feel about the joint practices with another team? You know, it varies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some players don't like it. <laughs> some players don't like it. Some players do, you know, and it also depends on the the atmosphere of the joint practice, right? So you go to some organizations and they they may tackle full speed to the ground. So when you go do joint practices with them, they want to do the same thing. But if you don't tackle full speed to the ground, that's when you start getting fights because, you know, this team is used to practicing where they thud and let the running backs run. This team is used to practicing where they take the guys to the ground. So then all of a sudden you get a guy come up and smack one of your guys in practice and take them to the ground. Now they're upset. So then a fight breaks out, right? 
or they go and hit your quarterback and the fight break out, things like that. Um, but, you know, it just varies depending on who it is and how the week go. You know, the practices are going to be more intense. Um, they're fun to a degree. It's going to be, you know, you're basically going through your same practices, just competing with the other team. You know, when you do 707, you're doing it against them. When you do one-on-ones, you're doing it against other guys. When you do special teams, you're doing it against other guys. When you do offense and defense, you're doing it against other guys. When you're doing two-minute drill and red zone and all those different things, you're just doing it against other guys. And the intensity is high. Uh, the speed is high. And, you know, it's it's good work. I will, I will say that. You just, you know, at some point, some veteran just might be like, man, I don't feel like doing all this with another team because some guys be real extra, you know, they'd be real extra. Um, and so it just all depends on the team, where you at, how it's going. Are they coming to you or are you going to them? Is it inconvenient? They got you this, you know, when you're at home, you got your own space, your own hot tub, your own weight room. You know, you're not getting on the bus every day, going to practice and ride. I mean, when we practiced against Pittsburgh, we had probably an hour drive every day to get to the practice facility, you know. So just different things like that that make the week long. And But, you know, for the most part, I think I think it's okay. And I, and I think players, you know, to take away a preseason game, you know, you get more of those joint practices where you can get some good good reps. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good trade if they, if they had more of those. That's what a lot of people have said is you kind of learn more in those practices than in the games. Not that you need, not that you can eliminate the preseason games because you do need those live reps, but in terms of learning and teaching and being able to develop and figure out who's going to be on this roster, how do we make it? That's what a lot of people have reported is that maybe this is the way to go instead of, the 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 I don't know if they'll cut any more from here, but that was the argument to cut down one from four. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I say, there's people fighting for jobs, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I get it. Money wise, it may not make sense. Player wise, I don't really, I don't really get into all that. You know, when you got three games, they 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 do it a certain way. Four games, they do it a certain way. Like I said. I don't ever want to discredit those reps and the opportunity that the that the younger guys get to to get more reps and to to fight for jobs. And so, um, you know, four preseason games. I mean, the starters, most of those guys aren't doing anything in the fourth preseason game anyway. They're not doing much in practice that week. It's kind of like an off week because, you know, it's a short turnaround for it used to be. You know, because they used to try to have all those fourth preseason games done by like Thursday night because you had cut weekend. You know what I'm saying? And so they weren't playing games on Saturday, that last preseason game. You would play on, you know, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday that week before. And then Thursday night, almost all the preseason games were wrapped up. So you weren't doing much that last week, kind of resting, getting ready for the for the run. So I'm all for the preseason, man. Let let the kids let the kids try to earn a spot. Well, we're looking forward to talking about the preseason, breaking it down and seeing who shines and then who makes the week one roster facing the Philadelphia Eagles. What are your thoughts on the Eagles this year? Because the Lions were stomped 44 to 6 last year against them. And do you have any fond memories against the Eagles? Um, you know, my thoughts on the Eagles this year is, you know, they added A.J. Brown on the offensive side of the ball. They just signed uh, Bradbury. Um, you know, you couple him with Slay. They should be pretty solid at the corners. And it's always fun. You know, I know for Slay, who's one of my uh, one of my best friends, it's, it's fun for him to go back to Detroit, a place where he played so many years and played great. And, you know, the fans love him. So that'll be a fun opening day for him to go back to Detroit. It'd be fun for the for the city. They'll be fired up. Um, and it'd be a good test for the Lions to see, you know, the difference in last year and this year. Like you said, they got got beat pretty bad last year in, in Detroit. And so this is a good test for them to come out this year and and see early on um how they how they're gonna fare. And I think um, you know, for me, 
the the fondest memory that I have playing against the Eagles it would have been 2013, the freaking Snow Bowl, the Ice Bowl. I don't want to say Ice Bowl, but that really the Snow Bowl. It was awful in terms of you know snow. Uh, it was cold. You know, it was fun. I guess in the first half, second half, it was cold. It was not fun. Obviously, we couldn't stop Lashawn McCoy in the second half either. That was uh. You know, I don't know if he put on some different cleats or something, but uh, it was uh, it was just different in the second half, and so um, that's that's probably by far one of the fondest memories. But I mean, I got to play against you know, and and that time, you know, I got to play. I was young in Houston. I got to play against Michael Vick, you know, who was an electric quarterback, and you know, Deshaun Jackson. Those guys were dynamic back in the day. So I got to play against those guys. They had Jeremy Macklin. Um, that was fun, and then um, yeah, that's about it. But yeah, going going to uh, Philly, and that snowball was uh, that was uh, that was a time. <laughs> that was quite the game. I think we all remember watching just those cuts Shady was making, the snow pouring down. What a game! And with Darius Slay returning to Detroit. Is he going to be allowed to go out to eat after the game? Because I know he's talked about how when he comes back to Detroit, he loves to go out for food. Is that something that the team allows, or is it not nah, get back to the bus? Well, after the game, no. Generally, you get there on Saturday. Um, uh, and you'll generally get there. Um, you know, different teams do it differently, but coming from Philly, they'll probably get there to the city about 4 o'clock. You know, three thirty, four o'clock. Get to the hotel um, because the airport, and depending on where they stand, especially if they stand downtown, from the airport to downtown is not a long trip. Sometimes you get to certain cities, and you know you got an hour drive on the airport to the hotel just because of the hotel you're staying at in, in comparison to where the airport is. But in Detroit, the airport to downtown, you know, takes them twenty minutes to get there. So, you know, they may land anywhere between 3, 3.30, be at the hotel by 4.30. And depending on how they do it, you know, night meetings may start about 7.30, 8 o'clock or depending on, you know, the coach and their schedule. So that's most of the time when guys go out to eat, when they get there and they got, you know, two hours, three hours, and it's dinner time, they go out to dinner and, and you know, get back in time for, for night meetings. But generally after the game, you know, you're, you're, you're on the bus and you're getting ready to uh, head to the airport to fly back. Gotcha. So it's the night before that you get the food on. And so mm-hmm. where would you and Slay go if you only had one two hour period to go get some food? Uh, what do you mean? If I was in Detroit? Yeah. Where would we go? Or like it, during our time together? Uh, either or. Well, I, I never left the hotel. The only, only time I left the hotel um for like dinner and stuff would be the fourth preseason game because most of the time I wasn't playing that game and that was kind of like the end of training camp you know the day before they cut down the roster and you know you always have a bunch of DBs in training camp and so you know you know four or five of those guys are going to be gone and so it's kind of like your last time with that group because you know like I said you're going to play the fourth preseason game and then guys are going to get cut the next day or the day after. So I would always go – if we had an away game, I would always go out to dinner, um, you know, that fourth preseason game. And outside of that, the only other time I think I went to dinner would have been one year I think we played in Chicago the last game of the season. And I think we were already out of the playoffs. I think it was – matter of fact, it might have been 2016 or something like that. I think we were already out of the playoffs. Um, might have been 15. Yeah, it might have been 15. Whenever I played, I played my 100th game. Might have been 15. Yeah. 16, 32. Yeah, would have been in the 15. We were already out of the playoffs. And, you know, that was Rasheen's. I think that was Rasheen Mathis last year in Detroit. Uh, we had James Ahedibowl. That was going into his last year. So that was kind of that last group, that group's last kind of hoorah together as well. Um, 
And like I said, we were already out of the playoffs, so we were going out there and have fun. So I left and went to dinner that Saturday night. But outside of that, I generally didn't leave the hotel to go out to dinner the night before the game. I kind of just stayed in the hotels, went ate what they had for us, and just kind of chilled out. Um, but if we were going to leave, it's probably going to be some kind of steakhouse. Definitely going to be a steakhouse. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. And good behavior as well from Glover Quinn staying at the hotel. So next game, another home game, Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz comes to town and the Lions defensive backs will be host, hoping to feast. Right. And, you know, I, I think honestly, they will feast. You know, I, I think they will feast on Carson Wentz. Um, I don't really know who all he has at wide receiver. I haven't even looked at their roster. But I, I think, you know, he's been known to throw some interceptions in the past. I mean, it just is what it is. And I think, you know, Jeff coming back, being uh, healthy, um, obviously having the money, you know, getting some pass rush from Aiden, you know, the new vamp defense. You know, Tracy being signed and the pressure being off of him so he can just go out and play in the secondary. You know, the draft pick, you know, hopefully, you know, he's out there at the safety position. So I think those guys on the defensive end will get some pressure on on Carson Wentz and he'll throw a couple of them up there and they'll be able to turn him over and ultimately lead to a Lions victory. Love to hear that. And did you have much experience? It wasn't the commanders at the time, but did you play Washington during your career? Yeah, I did. I did. I remember, you know, when I was in Houston, we played Washington early in my career and uh, we actually went into uh, overtime or we were almost in overtime, I think, if I remember correctly. And that's when Washington had, I think, RG3. He may have been there. It may have been another quarterback. I can't remember. Um, I know when I was in Detroit, they had RG3 and we played him. So when I was in Houston, they may have had a different quarterback. Um They had uh, – what was that quarterback name? I can't remember what his name was, but they had a different quarterback. But we ended up beating them in overtime. I think you might have seen the iconic picture. They uh, – Andre Johnson. We threw a jump ball to Andre Johnson in the uh, back corner. Uh, he catches it over Reed Dowdy, I think is who it was. And Dowdy, the, slate, the safety fell on the ground, and Andre kind of spiked the ball. And when he spiked it, they took a picture at the time with his arm kind of like coming through. And it's kind of like the same exact pose that like Muhammad Ali had on one of his knockouts. And so I see that picture from time to time of, of Andre Johnson spiking that ball after we won that game. But that was an incredible game that, I, you know, we had in Washington. Um, and like I say, the times that we played them when I was in Detroit and we went to Washington, I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, we won – most of those games so i don't really remember losing much going to washington if i remember that correctly and so um you know when they come to detroit this year i would i would expect it to be the same thing yeah i don't think a lot of players experience a lot of losses when they head to washington at least in <laughs> modern history in the nfl week three the first road game we assume the Lions will be 2-0 and after victories versus the Eagles and the Commanders, and they head to Minnesota for the divisional game. What does it mean facing Minnesota in Minneapolis? You know, that's a, that's a fun place to play. I mean, I, one of the funnest games we had was, you know, we played in Minnesota, and I think Golden Tate catches the touchdown in overtime after Matt Prater kicks the deep field goal after Stafford hits Andre Roberts on the deep crossing route. You know, that was just a crazy game that we had in uh, in Minnesota. Then we come back, I think, the next year, and we had another crazy game in Minnesota. I think I remember having a few crazy games in Minnesota in the new stadium, and it's just fun. It's a great environment, actually. Their fans are loud. You know, they do the they do the chant, the scold chant, and it's, it's a fun place to play. Um, the Vikings play really well at home. Um, but the Lions have always played well, at least that I can remember. They've played well in the new Vikings stadium. And so um, uh, that game to me would depend a lot on how the season starts. You know what I'm saying? If they come out 
and they're two and zero against uh, you know their first two games. I think they'll go to Minnesota with a lot of momentum, and I think they'll get a win. If they come out and they're zero and two, you know, I think they're going to be scratching and clawing to get that win against Minnesota, and I think they'll get it. I think that I think they'll get it. You know, um, it'll be tough because they'll be you know in a situation where you don't want to start out 0-3 with three NFC losses plus one divisional loss, right? You don't want to start out like that. So if they don't win those first two games, they're going to be in the must-win against Minnesota. And if they win those first two games, I think, you know, they'll be riding pretty high and they'll go in Minnesota to take that first step of winning, you know, that first division game. So I'm going to give them the win against, uh, against Minnesota. Three and O for the Detroit Lions in 2022 as they head to a matchup in week four versus the Seattle Seahawks in Detroit. Drew Locke or Geno Smith is the quarterback now in Seattle, unless they trade for Baker Mayfield, but we don't know about that. Pete Carroll comes to Detroit. Your former teammate, Quandre Diggs, returns home. What are your thoughts on this game and the Seattle Seahawks in general? I mean, I think Seattle's in a tough situation. You know, it's 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 hard to win in this league without a quarterback. It just is what it is. And, you know, getting rid of Russell Wilson, you know, haven't made the trade for Baker yet, which is, you know, if they're going to make that trade, they, they, this is the time to, you know, to try to get him in there. It's the offseason. It's OTAs. You're getting ready for, you know, mini camps and training camps. This is the time to get him in there. You 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 make that trade later on, and you know now he's behind the eight ball. Um, so if they don't have a quarterback, that's going to put you know, and you lost your defensive leader in, in Bobby Wagner. You know, yeah, they got Quandre and signed him back, and I'm you know Quandre is one of my dear friends, and so I'm super happy for him. Um, but not having your your leader right there in the middle and Bobby, um, losing your your offensive guy and, and Russell. You know, it could be a tough year for Seattle. It, it could be a real tough year for Seattle because they've enjoyed so much success throughout their tenure. And um, you know, they have some they have some personalities on that team, to say the least. You know, and when they're playing well and they're doing well, they're gonna be fun to watch. And you know, when they're not playing well and things are not going their way, you know, things may get a little things may get a little chippy out there for them guys. So be interesting to see how they start out, but it's tough when you don't have a, a, a super solid quarterback. So we'll have to see how Gino plays. We'll have to see how, you know, Drew plays and, and what they're asking those guys to do. Um, but it could, it could, it could possibly be a tough year for Seattle. So if the lines are rolling, you know, at home, you know, they, they you know, I I could like the lines in that game, you know. I could like the lines in that game. I just, you know, I don't want to get, you know, the last time I did a schedule prediction and just a schedule walkthrough, it didn't turn out good for the lines. It was 2015, I think, and we started out one and seven, you know, something like that. And we ended up like seven and nine. And I actually had us going eleven and five that year if we if we played the way we were supposed to play. Obviously, we didn't play well. So I'm kind of scared, but I feel like the Lions could win that game. I feel like if the Lions come out and play well, you know, having three of the first four games at home and, you know, that divisional game on the road in Minnesota, which they've played typically well in the past, they could be a 4 no football team after the first four games. They very well could be. And when you look at the schedule, there's a lot of teams that, the Lions can hang with if things, not even if things go their way, just there's a lot of teams that the Lions can hang with at the very least. And when it comes to Seattle, I think that they can beat this version of the Seahawks. So possibly four and O heading in to Gillette stadium and the new England Patriots. I know you played for a Bill Belichick disciple in Matt Patricia, who might be calling plays this year. It's unannounced who the OC is. It could be Patricia, 
could be Joe Judge, could be Belichick himself. What are your thoughts on this whole situation in New England? Well, you know, I don't really know a lot about the situation in New England. Uh, I know, you know, Coach Patricia is there. Um, and the thing about Coach Patricia, you know, he's he has succeeded and, and had good runs as a D coordinator in um, in New England, you know. He didn't have a great run as a head coach in Detroit, but, you know, being a head coach and being a defensive coordinator are two different things, you know. And so just because he's a D coordinator and I didn't have a great experience with him, I'm not, I don't feel like he's a bad defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know who's going to be calling plays, you know. And they've the, the Lions have turned their roster over, you know, since, you know, Coach Patricia was there. And I think, you know, the, the staff – at least the scouting and the, and some of the people that were still there with Patricia, they're going to have a good understanding of what he likes to do defensively. Um, you know, he don't blitz a whole lot. You know, he's going to, you know, walk up in certain places, play a lot of man coverage, double team certain guys, try to, you know, make this guy beat you. He's going to lean the safety certain places. You know, they're going to know some of those things and maybe they can take advantage of that, you know, with hopefully Jameson is back by then and he's playing um you know tj underneath you know they 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 should have some weapons to be able to attack those guys in man to man coverage and put a lot of pressure on them offensively and um you know the defense the defense stacks up really well man they should be able to match up and play with uh with anybody and uh if they can do that i think they can you know it's it's always tough to go into Gillette and get a win um that's a tough place to play so Given the circumstances, if I had to, I, I I would I would give New England the edge. You know, it's just hard to start out five and zero as well. So I just you got to find one, and I would say you know that that's one that I could say okay, maybe you know they 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 tackle one in uh in New England. It's hard to start five and oh, and it's hard to win in New England. So I completely understand the sentiment. It's hard to beat Bill Belichick in general. Do you have many experiences playing in Gillette? And did you ever have to play there late in the year? Because I've heard yeah. late season Gillette is just a different animal. Yeah, I mean, I've played there several times, especially when I was in, in Houston. Um, I was We played there in, when I was in Detroit, I think my uh, 2014. I think that year we went up there and we had really good defense and you know Tom Brady and them they 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 ended up beating us that game. Um, I remember being in Houston playing them several times, played them in the playoffs, played them on a Monday night game late in the season, um, and then went up there again. Um, I think it might have been was it the playoffs? Yeah, I think it was the playoffs. Went to New England again and 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 lost so. I uh I've definitely been to been to Gillette several times and I don't think I've ever won up there. So <laughs> that's my take on it. <laughs> we said that people get used to winning in Washington. They also get used to losing in New England. So completely understandable. Lions roll into the bye week, week six. Seems a little bit early in the season. What's Glover Quinn's ideal bye week? Well, yeah, ideal bye week for for us when I was in Detroit. The ideal bye week was you know week nine. That's that was the ideal bye week for for us um, because it gives you an opportunity to come out and play eight straight, right? And so if you do come out on fire and you're rolling really good, you know you want to keep playing. You know what I'm saying you want to keep playing. You want to ride it. And maybe you can reel off eight straight wins and put yourself in great position to make the playoffs and win your division, right? And then you get a break because we always had the Thanksgiving Day game that came around week 12 or something like that, week 13. So you get that break week nine for the bye week, then you come back and you play two or three games and then you get the Thanksgiving game, you get a, another kind of mini bye week in there. Um, and so that was always, you know, what I used to love. And you know, it actually worked out for us like that a couple of years when I was in Detroit. We always had like week eight, week nine. I think, you know, the year we went to London, you know, we played the Falcons week eight in London. 
So week nine would have been our bye week. Um, I think the next week, the next year, we came back and we played Kansas City over there, probably to play them like week nine or week seven or something like that. So it would have been the same thing, having that week eight, week nine, bye week. You know, that always worked out good for us, like I said, because we knew we had the Thanksgiving Day game coming up around week 12, week 13, somewhere in there. So to get that break, you know, before that, you don't want the bye week, you know, week 11. Then you got to come right back and, you know, play the Thanksgiving game and then get another kind of mini buy. Kind of want to mix it up so you can get a little, little rest, a little break throughout the throughout the season. And after that bye week, the Lions will head on down to Jerry World, take on the Dallas Cowboys. What are your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys based on the current team and your experiences against them? Well, obviously with Detroit, we don't have a great experience with with the Cowboys. Obviously, that's what I thought. You know, not a huge Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. We'll put that out there. Um, but you have to respect those guys. What they've been able to do with Zeke and and Dak, and you know those those guys have played well. Trayvon Diggs had a phenomenal year last year um, on the defensive side of the ball. So those guys got playmakers. It's a fun place to play in that stadium, in that city, that environment. Um, you know, it's Jerry's world, it's big stages, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And so, um, long as you don't get caught up in the hoopla and, and things about, about that and just go out there and play ball, um, you know, you, you can go in there and get a win. You know, I, I think, like I said, if I got to just be realistic with the schedule, I probably would say that'd be another tough game for the Lions, you know, coming off the bye week. You feel like you'll be rested and things like that, you know, but sometimes when you got to travel coming off the bye week, you kind of get off. Sometimes you get off to a slow start, depending. Um, I don't think they can afford to get off to a slow start in Dallas because it'll be it'll be rocking in Dallas and those guys can 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 feel that momentum and, and, and turn it on pretty quickly. Um, so that'll be a tough two game stretch, I think, for uh the lines and i think that'll be a crucial a crucial stretch for their season because you know if they don't start out five and no or four and no right then you still got those two tough games right there going to new england and going to dallas right so if they don't start out on fire winning you know some of those first four games that are at home you know that that stretch right there could put you in a tough situation you know and to where you have to go on the road and win two tough games in two tough environments so that 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 could be a tough stretch i really think those first 7 weeks will set the stage for the lions with that first block of games at home the matchup with the vikings the cowboys the patriots that will set the stage for the rest of the season, especially because in week eight, we get a Miami Dolphins team that is very much in transition. They added Tyreek Hill. They've got a new head coach. Tua Tagovailoa is still trying to find himself. So we don't know who this Dolphins team really is as they come into Detroit. What are your thoughts on... Miami this year and in your time facing Miami? Well, I mean, like you said, you said all the things about Miami. Yeah, you, you try to create a splash in with Tyreek Hill. You know, you never know how tool is going to be. Um, that's the thing about playing wide receiver. You know, it doesn't matter how dynamic you are. They got to get you the ball. And if they can't get you the ball, then, you know, it's, it, it, it's no, really no benefit. Um, I don't really know a lot about what Miami's trying to do. You know, I, I think, like you said, they're, they're in a situation down there where, you know, I think they're hoping and wishing, you know, hoping that things work out and they have a good year and they're wishing things work out and have a good year. But I don't think that they're really uh, – I, I I don't know. I, it's just so weird with what's going on down, down in Miami. New head coach, like I said, you, you signed Tyreek you know, who was a deep ball type guy, right? Deep ball, home run threat type guy. Tool is not that type of quarterback to me. He's not that deep ball gunslinger type of guy that Tyreek Hill needs, that he's, you know, had tremendous success with with Patrick Mahomes. He benefited 
you know, although he's a really, really, really good football player, you benefit from a guy like Patrick Mahomes that can sling the ball all over the field and allow you to play basically street ball or, you know, whatever, because you are fast. That benefits you. Tua is not more, not that type of quarterback that I've seen. He's more of an on-time possession type quarterback. You know, yeah, he'll try to throw the deep ball here or there. But he's more of, you know, on-time possession type quarterback, make, you know, good reads. And, and I don't know if that benefits Tyreek Hill because he's such a fast guy. He needs to, he needs to you know, be able to, to take the defense up top. So we'll see how that works out. I think the Lions can – would do enough to uh, to beat the uh, Minnesota, I mean the uh, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins could end up being a paper tiger this year, and it would be nice to get a win over Miami heading into a home matchup against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I know you're probably not the biggest fan of the Packers. I know none of us Lions fans are. What are your thoughts? on Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, and just everything about this rivalry. Well, I mean, you know, I had—I mean, I think if you look back at the numbers, I think my time in Detroit, I think we had a winning record against uh, Green Bay. At least I, I know at home have. we did. Um, we went to Lambeau and won several times. I remember winning one, two. I remember winning three for sure in Lambeau. Three for sure we won. Um, and then I remember winning one, two, I remember winning two or three for sure at home. So, you know, I, I, I think we were over 500 against Green Bay, you know, my time there, but they're tough, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be tough. Um, you know, we see what type of wide receiver core he's have, he's going to have, you know, he drafted a young guy. Um, obviously they, they got rid of Devonte Adams. So that's a big thing for <laughs> huge uh, relief for the secondary, but Aaron Rodgers is going to always be tough. He's getting a little older, so he's probably not as mobile as he used, he used to be, but he still can throw. He's still, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal player. And it's always been a tough game, but it's going to be at home. And I think the Lions always play well against their divisional opponents at home. And so I would expect the Lions to come out and play that game well. And, um, you know, coming off a tough, tough road stretch, you know, come back home, get a win against the the Miami Dolphins, take that momentum right into Green Bay and get another division win. So I got the want lines winning that one early uh, against Green Bay. Well, and if you look at it, the Lions won their last matchup against the Packers 37 30. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was in week 18, but it's still a W. And I think that the Lions can get a W in Soldier Field against yes. the Chicago Bears in Week Ten. No question. I I I I truly believe that. Um, yeah, I think Chicago is. They're in a little trouble as well, and I I I think the Lions will get that game. I like I like the Lions in Soldier Field, and it's not. Hopefully, you know it won't be that cold. It's early November. You know you should get a you know. A, you know, a good temperature day it may not be hot, but hopefully it's not, you know, freezing in, in, you know, green. I mean, in Chicago, early November. So they should be fine. Did you like playing in Soldier Field? Because I know a lot of people have said it's an old, outdated stadium. Well, I mean, I, I liked it, you know. Um, I mean, I think for players, I don't know if we really get caught up or worry about old, outdated stadiums, because for us, it's really just the field. We don't really care about the concessions and you know what I'm saying, the things that make the fan experience super great. As long as the field is is good or whatever, then that's all we really care about. The locker rooms, you know, you don't expect really great locker rooms on the road anyway, so they're just, you know, normal. Some of your better stadiums have better home locker room, I mean, away locker rooms, but not anything spectacular for the most part. Um, so as players – you know, you understand what the grass and what the turf is going to feel like when you go to Chicago. You know, you're probably going to need your, your long studs because, you know, the grass is a little slick and it's a little different. And you get up there in, this, in the wintertime and it could be a tough place to play. Um, but for the most part, I like I like playing in Chicago. I liked green grass. I definitely liked it earlier in the season, um, you know, noon games because I just love playing uh 
on grass in the sun midday. You know what I'm saying? So I had a good time going to Chicago. And hopefully the Lions have a good time in Chicago. And made a lot of plays in Chicago, too. Yes, you sure <laughs> did. Picked off picked off Jay Cutler once or twice, if I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the lions will head to the new york the big apple that that's a win the yeah the giants are the giants are the giants yeah they're the giants that'll be fun though kenny galladay um you know if he can be healthy to, to play i'm sure he'll be fired up to play against the Lions, even though a lot of those guys you know probably weren't even there when he was there still just a fun thing to do um, but I don't see the Giants winning that game. So the Lions are now eight and two heading into Thanksgiving against the Buffalo Bills. That's a tough matchup. That's tough. That is prime time television. <laughs> that's that's tough. That that's a tough one. Um uh, that's that's a tough one because the Lions play really well on Thanksgiving. And the thing about the Bills is the Bills, they generally play on Thanksgiving as well. They may play the middle game on Thanksgiving or the night game, but they the, the Bills kind of play on Thanksgiving as well too. So playing on Thanksgiving won't be new for them, and it'll probably actually be cool for them because it is a short flight to Buffalo. So for them to be able to play that early game and get back home on Thanksgiving – you know, with that with that offense and their their defense and the quarterback and why that that'll be a tough game. That'll be a tough game. But the Lions do play well on Thanksgiving. They they really do play well on Thanksgiving. Um, but it's hard to pick against. It's hard to pick against Buffalo in that in that game. But we we'll always we have to see how how it's going. Um, but as of right now, <laughs> I think I'm gonna ride with the Lions. It's Thanksgiving. They, they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna show up on Thanksgiving. They're gonna Love show up. To hear that the Lions beating Josh Allen on Thanksgiving would be historic. Oh yeah. And then it's a matchup against the Jaguars in Week 13. Yeah, that's that's dub. <laughs> that's Home what game. I expected. Home game against Jacksonville. That's a that's a dub. Was it always like that? You know. When I first got in the league, Jacksonville was tough. You know, they had, you know, David Garrard at the quarterback and um, Maurice Jones-Drew at the running back. You know, they had guys that, that you know, were tough. Um, the defense was tough, you know, but their offense kind of got dated and you know, they couldn't just – they couldn't throw the ball so you can do things to stop the run. And, you know, they, they've always tried to play good defense, but – most of the time when you play Jacksonville, you're you're expecting to get the win. They've been struggling to find a quarterback, you know, ever since then. They drafted, I think they drafted Blaine Gabbert um and early Blake in the draft Bortles. and that set him back. And then they've had Blake Bortles and you know, now they got uh Trevor Lawrence and you know, coming off the Urban Meyer stuff. Like it's there's a lot going on in Jacksonville. So I, you know, unless I see something different early in the season, I, I think the line should get that one. So W over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I assume we're sweeping the Vikings, getting another another W this time at home. You know, I will say this. The Vikings always play the Lions tough at home as well. So that 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 one's up in the air. That one's up in the air. Lions coming off of Bills, Jacksonville. Ooh, I think I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get a Vikings that one. I think I'm gonna get a Vikings that one. That's fair. It's tough, tough to sweep. It's tough to sweep your division right. rivals. It's tough. It's tough. I'm gonna get a Vikings that one. And thankfully, it'll be a little bit easier the next week because they're back in New York against a Jets team that, like the Dolphins, is trying to find themselves but doing a worse job at it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the next few weeks, you know, the Jets, the Panthers, they should be able to take both of those guys. You know, going going to the Jets, you know, you're getting into the weather games December, you know, 18th. You know, you're getting in the holiday season, getting into the weather. So when you get to that point, it's, it's really all about 
what were you at in the season? You know what I'm saying? If the Jets are in playoff contention and they're playing meaningful games, it obviously makes it tougher. If the Lions are in the same situation, that obviously makes it a better game. If both teams are out of playoff contention, it's kind of just like, all right, what are we doing for Christmas? Um, if one team is, you know, there and another team isn't, then that team is obviously probably trying to play and uh, get get that win. So that game right there, just based off of the pre looking at it on paper, you got to feel like the Lions can go into the Jets and and get a win. There, they, there's. It's going to take a Jets another year or two to get back. I love Robert Sala and, um, you know, some of the guys out there on that coaching staff, but I think it's going to take the Jets a little bit longer. Same thing with Carolina. I think it's going to take them a little bit as well. So the Lions, you know, if they can win that game against Minnesota December 11, then, you know, they could they could go on a good little four-game win streak right there with Minnesota, uh, the Jets, the Panthers, and then, you know, at home against the Bears on, on New Year's Day. And at home against the Bears on New Year's New Year's Day. That's a W. I know it's hard to sweep your division rivals, but the Lions are sweeping the Bears. Yeah. And like I said, once you get into that last quarter of the season, a lot of the games just really depends on who's who's still in it and who's not. Who's healthy, who's not. Whose quarterback is still playing, who's not. Who's that's that's what those games, you know, generally depend on. And so like I said, as of now, when you just got things on paper, you just got to feel like the Lions will win that game late in the season um, against Chicago to sweep the Bears, you know, in the division. Well, that means the Lions are now 13-3 and heading into a matchup at Lambeau Field Week 18. And if the Lions are 13-3, and this might be for the NFC North. No question. Um, could be. I think the thing that will benefit the Lions is the way they do the scheduling. So the Lions, I think, finished last in the NFC North last year. So they're actually playing a last place schedule. So when you look at the games against the Panthers and the game against the Giants, those teams finished last place. Well, they're actually playing the NFC East this year, so it wouldn't be the Giants. It would be the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think, think the Seahawks would be the last place. The Seahawks. In the, uh, the West, yeah, I think. Yeah, the Seahawks. Right, the Seahawks ended up bad last year, as as did the, the uh, Panthers, right? So the Seahawks didn't do a lot to get much better. The Panthers are going to kind of be in the same boat. So those games are a little – favorable for the Lions, whereas Green Bay is going to be playing a first-place schedule, right? So they're probably going to play, um, if you look at the Panthers division, they're probably going to play, who won that division? Tampa? Right. You got the Green Bay-Tampa matchup that they've already been talking about, and then you look at the other division, it's going to be the Rams, right? The Rams won that division, so Green Bay is going to have those two tough games. So those games are going to be tough for Green Bay, whereas the Lions, if they're good, they're going to have you know, the the Seahawks and they're going to have the the Panthers should be able to get two wins right there. So the Lions could be in a real good position going into that, that last game in Green Bay, you know. Maybe tough for those guys to get 13 wins. You know, that's that's a lot of wins. Um, like I said, you can never count out Aaron Rodgers, but that's that's a lot. So let's call it. 14 and 3 Detroit Lions win the <clears throat> NFC North. And and I will throw this disclaimer out there. Uh cuz I hate to do this cuz like I said when I did this a couple years ago it was not good for the Detroit Lions. A lot of this is just based off paper. Obviously the game isn't played on paper. This is just based off of talk and what these teams done in the offseason, how they're playing, what how they're feeling going into the season. And kind of how you hope it plays out, right? You 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 feel like if certain teams play, if the Lions play as good as they can play and the Jets play as good as they can play, you feel like the Lions should have more talent to be able to win that game. Um, and so that's how these picks are formulated. I'm not guaranteeing that the Lions are going to go 14-3. and three. I don't want my Lions fans to jump on me if we don't. 
Um, but if the Lions play well, stay healthy, they should definitely have a 9, 10, 11 win season and hopefully find themselves in the playoffs. We can we can say that. And that's exactly what I was hoping we would find in this exercise is no, we're not guaranteeing 14 wins for the Lions, but you see that it's possible now. It's possible. And the fact that it's possible just speaks to how far this Detroit Lions team has come from last year. And right. I, I mean, and, and you look at last year, they played well in a lot of games. You know, they played really well in a lot of games, lost some late in the game, you know, either offensively or defensively, but they were in those games late. And so when you add a couple of pieces on the defensive side, you add Aiden Hutchinson, you add Jameson on the offensive side, you get another year into the system, another year with Coach Campbell, you know, you, another year with, with Coach AG. Like, I mean, those guys were right there in a lot of games last year. So you hope having another year of experience, having another year um, in the system, you hope they could, they could win some of those close games. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time the difference the difference in these records are really a couple plays. You know, the difference in nine and seven and seven and nine is really about two or three plays. And it's the same way the difference in six and 10 and 10 and six. You know, it's really about four or five plays throughout the course of the season that puts you from being 10 and six to six and 10. Well, they play, they play 17 game now. So it's, it's, it's just that close. You know, I remember in 2017, I think we ended up, nine and seven right but you look at the the game we played against atlanta and golden taste get tackled at the half inch line you think it's a touchdown they call it not a touchdown by reviewing it what's well, a 10 second runoff we lose that game like you're a half an inch from being 10 and six that's that's a difference right just a half of inch one play from being 10 and six right you look at the year might have been the same year. Was that the year we played Seattle? No, it was 15. We played Seattle in, uh, in Seattle, and they had to punch out play against Calvin Johnson, right? Like, you look at that play. You look at the Hail Mary play against Green Bay. Like, we go 7-9. and nine, Those two plays, we're a 9-7 and seven football team. And you're in the playoffs. We were one game from the playoffs that year almost anyway. Right, you win some of those games, then you don't go to St. Louis and lose that that game against the Rams. Right, so we were seven and nine. You could have easily been ten and six ball club, but two or three plays here or there. So the difference is is very, 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 very slim. And so the Lions, hopefully, some of those close games that they had last year, they can come out on the other end, the other side of those games this year with the pieces that they've added. And the the excitement going into this season, I think these guys are going to be hungry. Um, I think Coach Campbell is going to, you know, lead those guys. Coach Aaron is going to lead those guys. And um, hopefully they can get off to a good start and, and keep that momentum rolling. Let's hope and let's wait and see. And I cannot wait for this season to happen because it's a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. Glover. Any pluggables to plug before we head out here? Oh, man, that's about it. You know, same as always right now. I'm in the grind of baseball season, making some time for the Believe podcast. That's going to be awesome this year. I can't wait to have a year uh, to talk about these, the, the team and the season. And, you know, I've never done this. I've never, you know, had to watch games on Sunday to talk about the headlines, to talk about what's going on. So if you want to follow and be a part of some some great, you know, season NFL talk. You might want to listen to this podcast. It's gonna be it's gonna be fire this year, this summer, training camp, all those things are gonna be amazing. And like always, the dirt bags are popping. The dirt bags are popping. Go dirt bags. Hit that subscribe button on the Believe in Lions podcast. And until then, we will see you next time i believe i believe i believe i love the lions say it with me i love the lions i believe i believe i believe i believe i believe i believe for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.